Better Human, welcome to another show. We've got a new setup here if you're watching on YouTube, but I highly recommend checking it out. We're going to talk today about what you think you become or do you become what you think? Is it really true? Is the law of attraction just a bunch of fluffy nonsense to sell multiple million books for people that want to just think their way to success? I'm going to explain how it's both true and not true at the same time because it's kind of missing something. We're going to talk about how you should think about your thoughts, how you should think about your thinking. It's really how our thoughts about our thoughts is what causes us all the suffering, but it's also our thoughts about our thoughts that are how we become successful. So you can get on the Better Human newsletter over calling a coach. I highly recommend you do that. You can get that newsletter every Sunday, sometimes Saturday, full of content and my thoughts and stuff that's going to help you become better. We got the betterhuman.world new company coming out. I got some really awesome stuff planned. Really amazing idea with partnering with artists and doing unique custom work, t-shirts and prints, and maybe even sculptures and other things like that, where a percentage of the proceeds go to that cause, a partner charity that we're going to work with, plus the artist gets supported. I got a really awesome vision here. We're about a week into this with what I've decided I'm going to do next in my life. And I'm kind of continually uncovering new gems and new things to try, new ideas. So at least follow along. And maybe when we launch some of the different offerings we have, or at least the media will be of interest to you. So betterhuman.world to get on that newsletter. The question today is, do you really become what you think? I got a few quotes here, then we'll dive into it. Every thought we think is creating our future. Lewis Hay. Einstein said that imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Now let's break that one down real quick. Imagination is a preview of life's coming attractions, but only if we manifest that. So if you get into like the quantum stuff and you get into Joe Dispenza's work about how every possibility in the quantum realm basically already exists, uh, then you kind of get into some of the law of attraction stuff uh, explained from a scientific perspective where if a possible future reality exists, then you do things in that realm and you provide actions to the universe, to the quantum realm, to kind of basically un, you know, walk on that path or unravel that quantum reality. And then you eventually make it happen. Now, the thing that people get stuck on is they have this like exact idea of exactly what they want to do. And if they don't necessarily get exactly that thing or exactly that person or exactly that partner or exactly that business or product or whatever that they really, really thought was going to be the thing or wanted to be the thing, then they you know, convince themselves, oh, well, how could law of attraction work? Because I didn't get that thing, even though I really wanted it. But that's not really how the universe works. Obviously, we're not soothsayers. We can't predict the future. But what I found, the more open we can be, the more aware we can be, and the more we focus on the first principles. For example, happiness, you know, is usually about relationships and having security. And yes, money is attached to having security or is a direct contributor to security. You might think that $10 million is not enough. And then you get $10 million and you're in scarcity mindset. Or you might even think 100,000 is enough. And then you get 100,000 and you're like, well, now all my friends have these 20 acre farms out here in Austin. I need another million or whatever. On the flip side, you might think a million dollars is amazing. I can literally go anywhere in the world. I'm going to buy my Bitcoin. I'm going to have my second passport. And I'm a free mobile individual sovereign. I mean, that's what I think everybody should do, but it's all mindset. Ralph Waldo Emerson to different minds, the same world is a hell and heaven. That's kind of the point about the perspective here. And back to my point about you may not get the future you exactly plan for or want it, 
But if you stick to the core things like I need family, I need security, I need relationships, I need purpose, I need, you know, all these different things. I need hobbies, I need fun, I need relax, I need relaxation, I need hard work, I need balance, whatever. If you do that and you keep going forward with a growth mindset, an open mindset of what's possible, and you pivot in response to the data you get, if you offer a product to the marketplace and you don't listen to customers' feedback and they all tell you that this product isn't good enough, but if it was this way, maybe I'd buy it, then you're just going to have wasted inventory or wasted product or wasted time. The universe, success, all these things are the same way. You have to go out into the universe, you do things, you create quantum ripple effects, and they come back to you in various ways that you could never foresee. But as long as you're open to receiving them and learning from them and then taking them in and then trying different actions or maybe pulling more on that thread, etc., investing more energy into that quantum path, eventually, staying true to your principles, you'll find happiness, success, fulfillment, you know, the right partner, this, whatever. A quick question I'll give you right now is, how often have you thought that if you got this thing or this person or whatever, that your life would be complete or would have been complete? How many times have you been wrong in that assumption? How many times have you been so excited about accomplishing something and maybe you got first place or won that medal or finally launched the thing or wrote that book or whatever? And then, you know, a few days after you're just like, well, that was kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> This is kind of the hard thing about human life is we're designed biologically to pursue external things, pursue more, because that keeps us procreating. It keeps us finding shelter and food and mates to propel the species into the future. That's what those little things in our body, the genes, these little kind of instruction modules, they want to just keep existing, keep living. And so they've created instructions through surviving in nature for hundreds of thousands of years and then millions of years and billions even before that, back to the dawn of life, these things create instructions for the organism. So the organism does things in the environment it, it is in to procreate and then be around long enough, in the case of humans, to raise those offspring so they can do the same thing. Even love, just think about love, loving your children, loving somebody so much so that it will physically cause you harm if you lose them. You have a physical emotional, deep response that might be the hardest thing you've ever felt in your life. Like I've lost my father, I know what that's like. That is nature. Because if we didn't have such a strong connection and have all these chemicals and all this brain chemistry and you know all these things that we don't even really understand to make it so that we care so deeply about other humans and even in life in general, you can see that we even care about life. Without that though, we wouldn't be able to survive. Our species would die off. It has to be so freaking strong. We have to have so much biological imperative to protect things that are weak in the case of a small baby, to love our own children, to love our kin as much as possible because that's a survival advantage to our species, especially our genes in the group we're around. One of the most important things is to make sure that your health is in check. And today's featured advertising partner, good friend of mine owns a company called Upgraded Formulas. They sell very high quality, easy to absorb minerals that I use to optimize my minerals. Now, the thing that is so amazing about them, this company, these products that really sold me was the hair test. I did a hair test. I got a PDF, like three pages of minerals and heavy metals as well. I had a high mercury, so I'm working on that. I was high in potassium, which means I'm holding on to it. I actually need to supplement with that. And I was low in sodium and a couple other things. And so now I have a stack of boron. I have, I'm taking magnesium, iodine, which most people are deficient in. And I'm taking these things 
to optimize my levels. And then probably every six months, I'll do another test to see where I'm at. Most tests bother me because it's like a long drawn out process and blood work is actually just a short glimpse. So I don't actually recommend blood work that often for people because you're only getting like what's going on in your blood that day or that second or that hour. It's not a good holistic view. Whereas hair is a historical record. It's kind of like rings of a tree. You kind of have an idea of what was going on during that time. And for most of us, we have an average lifestyle, an average amount of time we spend doing things and eating out and whatever. So a chunk of hair that they test multiple times gives you a pretty accurate representation of what your mineral profile likely is on most days and so then you know forever that you might be like high in mercury or you might always need a little bit more potassium or magnesium is constantly a thing you have like rest, rest you have restless leg syndrome etc and so then you can supplement with these as just a baseline and then maybe do the test every so often to truly optimize now for me the mid-morning slump when i usually get tired almost non-existent this has been the the number one thing for that for me taking these products has helped with is that mid-morning slump. And I don't know, maybe it's the increased magnesium, maybe it's the iodine, maybe it's everything, maybe it's what I'm doing to try to combat the mercury, who knows. Test, don't guess, and then supplement strategically with upgraded formulas. Go to upgradedformulas.com and use code BETTERHUMAN for 15% off your entire order. I've always been fascinated by the evolutionary ancestral understanding of things because it just literally like explains so much it explains all the problems that we have with humanity it explains all the great beautiful things that our species can do and has done and will continue to do as well as all the ugly sides and the most disastrous destructive disgusting displays of inhumanity that our species is capable of as it relates to the you know the law of attraction what you think you become all these things are connected you have to understand all of them a belief is only thought i keep thinking abraham Hicks. That's really actually important because most people, maybe you've struggled with this, I have at times, we convince ourselves of something is a truth, it's a belief. And then we butt up with reality and we get cognitive dissonance because either there's new information that comes in or this belief isn't really serving us, whatever it is. And we're like, whoa, what's going on? Our brain is basically not working. And maybe we try to hold on to that belief for way past its due time, way like it should have been updated a long time ago. And we just hang on. A belief is the only thought I keep thinking. What that implies is agency and responsibility, which I'm really big on when it comes to building better humans because most people are actually unaware that they can control their destiny by controlling their thoughts. And most people are un unaware or it's so hidden deep down somewhere, they have no idea how to even uncover it and take control of it. Most people don't realize that they could decide to be happy right now. They could end all their suffering, their grief, their anxiety right now in an instant. But again, most people don't have access to that. They don't even know it's there. There's so many layers of trauma and disrepair and bad ideas and, you know, other people and their opinions and expectations, societally induced junk, basically, that's covering up what is possible for them. That's why I spend so much time on awareness and explaining just like the very simple idea that... If you consider what is the cause of all human suffering, it's thoughts about our thoughts. You have a thought that's a response to a stimuli in your environment. Somebody did something to you, somebody hits you, there's pain, somebody cuts you off, you're angry, somebody dies, there's grief. That's the immediate kind of environment sending you something that your brain has to interpret. So it has to interpret that signal and well, it's not, I guess it's not a signal. So it's a, it's a thing 
interpret that event or that data, you could say. So interpret that in information. And then your thoughts of that thought, because that turns into a thought, it's an electrical signal. It's like, how should I interpret this data? Then you have a thought about your thoughts. You're like, oh, well, this really bad thing happened. So I should now feel bad for myself or I should be really upset. And like, these are obviously natural responses because we need to survive and we need to kind of do things that are gonna, like I said, procreate and protect us and protect our people around us. But the real suffering comes when we start creating stories, which are those thoughts of the thoughts. So we had grief, we had something bad happen to us, we lost some money, whatever it is, somebody cheated us, lied. And then we start forming anger and resentment. We compare ourselves to other people or we go back to a past experience of something that was really bad and we start talking to ourselves about how like that's so unfair i'm not gonna let that happen in fact i literally had this happen yesterday where somebody's trying to screw me out of money whether intentionally or not intentionally it doesn't even matter at this point it's just happening it's a happenstance and i have my agency of the situation i should have had a contract even though i thought this one time this one time i don't need it because you know i kind of feel good about this person I feel like they get it and i i guess i trust them and then like the universe and its cosmic justice and its cosmic irony is like, oh, you thought you were going to basically ignore what you learned? You thought you were going to ignore uh, first principle you understand that just like people don't really understand things if there's incentive for them to not understand it? Like you're just going to ignore human nature because you want to just like be better this time? Well, here you go. Here's your lesson. Here's your reminder to do the things you know you're supposed to do. Do the extra bit of due diligence. So yes, there's less than there for me. And it was frustrating and I was angry and I had thoughts about my thoughts. I had anger and I wanted justice to be served. And I had all these things that I was thinking about the data that came into my brain about this thing that happened. And now that I talk about it and now that I had a night of sleep and I've kind of just like cooled down, so much of it has already left me to the point where I have much less emotional thoughts about those thoughts. Now it's much more of a like, how do I resolve this? and not waste time. Now, some people will hang on to these things for days, weeks, months, years, or sometimes their entire life. And some of us can kind of just get over them faster. I've had a lot of practice. I've dealt with a lot of things, business, entrepreneurship, loss, relationships. I've been through the ringer of life. So I'm better prepared to deal with these things quicker and get over them faster and usually not escalate them. Because in my younger years, I would escalate things because I'd get emotional. And, you know, you say things and you add fuel to the fire rather than adding sand to the fire or trying to smother the fire or smother the energy going into the fire. So, like, obviously I can go on and on. I'm already past the 10-minute point for today's show. Either way, I really appreciate you listening along. I hope you do something with today's information. I'm going to do way more episodes like this. So, you got to get on the Better Human newsletter over Colin Coach, And you got to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and or YouTube. I do appreciate that. And this post will be over on Colin.coach. And then do me a favor, hop on the betterhuman.world newsletter, my new company that I'm launching that I have some really, really awesome plans for. You're going to, you just want to follow along at the least. And I'm also documenting the building and public journey. So I'm going to be doing vlogs and articles and full transparency of like every dollar we spend, everything we do, every person we talk to. I want to do like a full step-by-step -step journal building this thing. It's always something I've wanted to do because I want people to understand what it really takes in entrepreneurship and business and building anything. I want them to get a healthy dose of reality so they're prepared. Uh, and maybe so they don't have bad stories around it where they think they're working too hard and nothing's happening. Like most people really don't have a solid perception of just how freaking hard it is to do things and create something out of nothing. It's like the hardest thing you've ever done, basically. So I'm going to be documenting that as well as full transparency because my new company, The Better Human Company, is going to be a fully transparent do good by doing well or something like that. 
I want to be able to combine product, profit, you know, capitalism, free markets with purpose-driven work, actual impactful work where those dollars go to places where we know they're going, where we are included in that, where we also partner with other NGOs and nonprofits that have the same philosophy, like Charity Water, for example, where 100% of their uh, donated proceeds go to fund the well projects. I want to do stuff like that. I want to bring Bitcoin to the masses. I want to help people under tyranny get access to the hardest money in existence so that they can fight tyranny and they can opt out. Maybe they can even leave tyranny, right? Because I believe that human flourishing is based on individual rights, human freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to protest, freedom to spend your money, do what you want, go where you want, no restrictions, no borders, no mandates. And that's what we're going to focus on, a better human. I'm going to spend a lot of time. No, it's not even how I say it. I also have some really big ideas for partnering with artists. I think we're going to do limited release shirts and prints and other custom artwork that's going to be around a certain uh, organization and or project and cause. And it's going to bring awareness and education to this thing. It's also going to bring much needed proceeds to independent artists as well as the work itself. So direct impact, dollars going directly to making things happen. So that's a really fascinating model that I kind of came to in the last couple of days that I'm going to be probably launching with. And then eventually we're going to have lifestyle products and you know supplements and foods, very small curated list of the really core stuff that you need. And I'm going to have a model set up where basically 50% of all proceeds, or I guess you could say profits after costs, uh, go to the direct impact work. And then we'll have a couple different organizations and projects we work on through that fund. So I'm going to have a foundation, the Better Human Foundation, and then we're going to have the Better Human Company, which is going to be the for-profit B Corp that then 50% of everything goes to the foundation. And then the foundation, all those proceeds go to direct work on the ground in areas that need it most. Follow along, betterhuman.world. Thank you for watching and listening, and I'll see you in the next one.